0: Welcome to MBA Podcaster, the only source for cutting-edge information and advice on the MBA application process. I'm Janet Nakano. Your whole application package should give the admissions council a pretty good idea of who you are. Your undergraduate record and your GMAT scores give an impression of your academic skills. But the essays and recommendations especially are key to revealing the person behind the application. That means your goal is to give the admissions committee the clearest picture of who you are. We'll let you know how to do that by exploring what makes a good essay. We'll also hear from admissions directors about common mistakes applicants make and who to approach to get an excellent letter of recommendation. This is MBA Podcaster. Stay tuned to the rest of the program after a brief word from our sponsor.
1: Support for MBA Podcaster comes from the MBA Admission Studio and their founder, Avi Gordon's book, MBA Admission Strategy. The book, MBA Admission Strategy, takes candidates step by step through the process of producing a successful MBA application with emphasis on profile building and essay development. It outlines a proven system for applicants to identify the competitive value in their profile and construct a compelling application platform from this. The book analyzes the key essay questions applicants face and shows Shows them how to fit their profile message to them, how to know what to write, which essay to write it in, and how to write it well. It's a must-read for all applying for an MBA at a competitive school. MBA Studio is offering a free review of any 500-word MBA admissions essay as trial of service or a free spot assessment of an MBA applicant's strengths, weaknesses, and admissions prospects to all MBA podcaster listeners. Email contact at mbastudio.net to get started.
0: The essays are the one part of your application package that you can control in its entirety GMAT scores and undergraduate grades are what they are But the essay question is where you have the ability to build the story you want to convey to the admissions committee. And the committee often reads your essays three or four times. Linda Meehan is Assistant Dean and Executive Director of Admissions at Columbia Business School.
2: The review process is a very thorough one here at Columbia. And the application is completely thoroughly reviewed at least once where the entire application, including all the essays, are reviewed. There is a second reader. Uh, The second reader oftentimes will reread some of the essays, particularly if they have any questions regarding what the comments were on the essays that were read the first time. And then it goes to a third reader, which is me. And if there has been something of note in one of the essays, I could then read the essay. Uh, if I have a problem with the decision of the first two readers about what to do with the application, we would put that aside for a committee meeting.
0: With several eyes on your essays, it's fair to say that even the tiniest mistakes will be noticed. Linda Meehan says you'd be surprised how many people don't seem to proofread their essays or they even neglect to use spell check careless mistakes can come at the cost of a bad impression you can appear sloppy hurried and unprepared but Linda Meehan says watch out for these other careless mistakes she's come across in the past
2: there are people that ramble on and really just don't know how to write there are people that are long-winded they think this is a very self-promoting kind of uh, thing and they they miss the the question because they have an agenda Other bad essays that I've seen are people who, uh, and this is, you probably heard this before, but they think they have a sense of humor and they think they're funny, but when somebody is reading this, they're not funny. You know, that's painful when that happens. Um, Read an essay this past year that was in a very, it really wasn't an essay, it was in a very unusual style, and the first essay seemed like, well, this was kind of clever, And then by the time we finished reading all of the essays in there, nobody really enjoyed what they had done. So, you know, being cute or being that different in your approach to writing an essay may not work for you.
0: There are a couple key points that readers look for in an essay. Number two, they're looking for information that gives them insight about you. And number one... Linda Meehan says it's really very simple.
2: I think the first point is, did they really answer the question? The questions that each school asks, I, some of them are related. You know, if you apply to Columbia, you apply to Harvard, you apply to wherever, there's going to be at least one question that everybody's going to ask in a different way. The rest of them, I think, uh, do change. We may be looking for very similar things in the essays, but the questions are different. and. A mistake that a lot of people make is that they try and use one answer to fit all. And so one of the things that makes a good essay is answering the question. And I know that sounds extremely obvious, but you'd be surprised.
0: Linda Baldwin is Director of Admissions at UCLA's Anderson School of Management. She says she doesn't think people read the question, and maybe that's why applicants don't answer the question. Baldwin suggests taking a holistic approach to your essays.
3: Read all the questions in advance so that you can have in mind how you would like to tell your story, how you would like to unfold your story in each of the questions, because questions are an avenue for telling your story. And so if you only take one question at a time and compose a response, you're not giving yourself enough time to think about how you want to share your story through each of these vehicles. That's one thing. The other is to realize that There are some limits in terms of how you should respond, so you shouldn't go on and on and on. You need to be concise and straightforward in your thoughts. And I think the most important thing that oftentimes is a a mistake when writing an essay, not giving it enough thought. That it's one of those processes that is wonderful for you. It's a learning process at the same time. And it should begin early on. As soon as you are able to access the question, From any school you should begin to think about them and subconsciously think about them you know when you're walking across campus or you're driving to work think about those questions and then begin to compose responses and gather your thoughts timing is important giving yourself enough time with these questions because what we're trying to get at is who you are and if you you're doing them night before we're definitely not tapping in.
0: Making careless mistakes won't bump you out of the race, but first impressions are always lasting, says Columbia's Linda Meehan.
2: If about 80 to 85% of the applicants who apply to Columbia are one, admissible, and two, a great portion of those are people we would love to have here, but we don't have enough room for, then the lots of really fabulous people who we don't admit, and that's, that's a true statement. Therefore, how do you decide who you take and who you don't take? And one of those things were, did they really turn you off in their application, either because they did something silly like that in writing their essays or that they were arrogant or self-promoting to the point that it was distasteful? Those aren't reasons to turn someone down, but they actually don't make you endeared to the person either.
0: Knowing what not to do will hopefully give you a leg up in the essay writing process. But now let's talk about writing. Paul Bodin is senior editor at Accepted.com, an admissions consulting and essay editing service. He's also written the book Great Application Essays for Business School. Bodin says your very first step is to think.
4: You want to begin developing a, a short kind of personal marketing message or a handle that will integrate uh, key themes, uh, strengths or experiences or interests that you want all of your essays to communicate. Ideally, you want a compact, multidimensional message that reflects uh, uniqueness factors, and that can be from professional life, personal life, community, school, things that make you distinctive to the admissions committee. And, you know, you can get that by talking to your friends or family. They can help you work out what those themes or stories might be. And they can focus on anything from hobbies to, you know, living overseas to your family background. Maybe you had unusual obstacles growing up. You can even focus on traits, for example, if you have a good sense of humor. Uh, If you aim for like four or five of these kind of themes to sort of unify all of your essays, then that's probably a good place to start. And then once you have those themes, then you can actually start really getting into the stories that are going to illustrate them.
0: All business schools want to see qualities like leadership and teamwork. But Paul Bodine says some schools are notorious for valuing certain types of themes over others. And he says it would be to your advantage to tailor your essays to each school you're applying.
4: For example, Harvard, if you're applying to Harvard Business School, you want to be, you know, really projecting leadership stories across the board. Um, Other schools like, say, Kellogg or Duke are kind of known for their their community or teamwork focus, and there are several other schools like that. So you obviously want to be telling stories that show you as, as someone who gets along well with others and, and that kind of thing. But actually, I think the best way to kind of customize your essays to a school is really to make a strong case that the school has the resources you need to prepare yourself for your, for your MBA goals. And and by that, I mean you actually really refer to to resources at the school that are directly relevant to your goals. And I'm talking about learning tracks or maybe professors, certain courses, or a business plan competition. I mean, because there you really are referring to specifics at the school. You're not just um, talking about general terms like, like leadership. You're actually customizing your entire application to that school.
0: Columbia Business School's Linda Meehan says be careful when writing with a particular theme in mind. All business schools are really looking for the same skills.
2: These programs were designed to build the future leaders of tomorrow. I mean, that's part of the mission statement at Columbia Business School. So we're looking for the same thing. We just don't necessarily market that out front because it's a given. If you take a look at our alumni and who they are and the leadership positions that they're in, you've got to be aware that that is what we've been doing all these years, is looking for the leadership potential among an applicant pool. In terms of teamwork, all of our programs, including Columbia, are built on teamwork. They're all put into clusters. We want to foster that kind of an environment at a business school. You know, when people are giving hints that this school wants that and that school wants this and and so forth and so on, we're all looking for the same things, and there isn't a magic thing that one includes in an essay because you're applying to one school or the other. We're all looking for the same thing. We're all virtually admitting the same people. There are exceptions to that, of course, because it's a matter of numbers.
0: Applicants from all walks of life decide to turn to business school and Paul Boudin says that the majority are those with banking and consulting backgrounds. He sees doctors, professional athletes, scholars, people in religious fields, those that were in the military, just to name a few, all wanting to get an MBA. And Boudin says if you have an unusual background, you can use it to your advantage.
4: I actually think uh, people who come from unusual professional backgrounds are actually at, a, at an advantage. I mean, this is basically because the schools are looking for an interesting learning environment. They, they don't want people who are just all from one field. And I think that the way to focus on, on bringing that out is to devote maybe some space in the application to educating the committee about uh, your company or your industry, if it really is unusual. So there can be some sort of creating of context in the essay. Actually, another advantage of coming from a small firm or an unknown firm is that you probably got more cross-functional exposure or uh, more leadership roles. And that actually makes you stronger to the, to the committee. So I think once you get over the hurdle of, of making the committee understand what your background is, what the company does, and, you know, making it real, then it's basically a plus.
0: Linda Meehan says Columbia is one school that really likes to see an assorted student body.
2: If you know about Columbia at all, you know it is a school that thrives on the heterogeneity of its applicant pool and the heterogeneity which is a word that we use at Columbia uh, we don't really use the word diversity an awful lot because diversity we think refers to ethnicity Uh, heterogeneity has to do with your background it has to do with ethnicity it has to do with gender it has to do the kinds of things that make you interesting and so the idea that everybody who applies here, who gets in here, is going to be a banker or a consultant, it's not what we're looking for. We're not looking for everyone to be like everyone else. How should they do that in their essay? They will do that by talking about their experience and talking about their passions and what they do or why that has influenced them to help them go into the direction that they want to go into when they get out of business school.
0: Optional essays are there for you to provide some new information. You can address extenuating circumstances, bad grades, a low GMAT score, or some extraordinary experience you want to share. Paul Boudin says take advantage of the optional essays. Remember to write about something that will give value and provide another perspective to your application. Turn negatives into positives. And he says when addressing bad grades.
4: Good reasons for bad grades would be real extenuating circumstances like a family emergency or a health problem or something like that, and definitely you would want to to be mentioning those. Things like, you know, I partied my freshman year. You can approach that as sort of a maturity story. You know, I, I didn't have focus or maturity when I started out, but uh, look, I got it. You know, in my second, third years, my, my GPA started going up, so then it becomes sort of a positive story. I think that's the key with these essays about potentially negative topics is that you turn it into something positive as much as possible. You you know, get through the the negative part as factually and br- as briefly as you can, and then focus on the the positive. For example, someone with a low quantitative GMAT score could write a few paragraphs about how they're actually very strong uh, in quantitative skills through their work. You know, they do a lot of quantitative work.
0: Anderson school's Linda Baldwin says, Remember Optional Essays are there for a reason. It's there to illuminate something that the readers may not have caught in any other part of the application.
3: They should use the Optional Essays as a vehicle to tell us something unique, not redundant, but unique and important to our decision-making process. So if there is a gap in terms of employment, for example... A candidate might use optional four to explain what they did during that gap. Or if there was a perhaps a unique uh, series of events that led to a academic semester being lower than others, then they would use that option to perhaps explain what occurred. Or on the positive side, a person may have done great at work and used the leadership example on a work Situation, but has done tremendous things in terms of extracurricular, and felt compelled to perhaps share and highlight some of the things that they have done in terms of extracurricular leadership, and that might be appropriate place to highlight it.
5: Support for MBA podcaster comes from the book MBA Admission Strategy, from Profile Building to Essay Writing, written by admissions coach Avi Gordon and published by the McGraw Hill Group. The book is overwhelmingly claimed by MBA applicants. On Amazon.com's Reader Reviews page, one applicant says, Avi Gordon has done a great job of providing insight into what will make a successful MBA application. Really practical ideas and tips. I almost read it like a novel. It is so engaging. Another reader says, Amazingly, the insights to the application process that the author shares match perfectly with the feedback that I got from the schools where I applied before. It teaches so many smart techniques on positioning and marketing yourself. Another applicant says, I found this guide to be very helpful, in particular Gordon's step-by-step explanation of the 10 essay archetypes and advice on developing an overall theme. I previewed several other guides before purchasing this one, and I'm happy that I made a good decision. For more Real Reader Review, see MBA Admission Strategy, From Profile Building to Essay Writing by Avi Gordon
0: on Amazon.com. Letters of recommendations run alongside essays and their importance. Many applicants put all their effort in their essays and don't try as hard to get that good recommendation. Paul Boudin says a general, unspecific letter is like the kiss of death.
4: There's a tendency for applicants to think that a prestige title will will make some difference to the admissions committee and I just don't think that that's ever a good idea you know, the admissions committee might be impressed that you're, you know, well-connected enough to get the CEO to write a letter of recommendation. But if that CEO doesn't really have anything personal or specific to say about you, because, you know, she doesn't know you very well, then it doesn't really help the committee evaluate your application. Uh, So you've kind of failed, even though it might be kind of impressive, you know, at first glance. So really go for the person who knows you well and can talk, you know, really concretely about your experience.
0: Anderson School's Linda Baldwin says select someone you've cultivated a relationship with. It should be someone that knows the quality of your work. And she says it's a good idea to start thinking about all of this early on, like right when you start working at a company.
3: We consider uh, the recommendation process a, uh, a sign of how you manage because recommenders are, you know, people who you must manage in order to to get the best one from and so first of all you need to identify people who know you who know you well and you also need to look at what the recommendation form looks like what are the questions that are being asked on the recommendation form because there will be some people who cannot answer those questions and every school is different but our questions definitely would be targeted to individuals who are supervisors managers and in some cases if you're entrepreneurial a client or a, you know, someone who looks at the financial aspects of your business. So there are some instances where the recommendation is not from somebody who is a supervisor or a manager. But that person would be the person who's best able to answer the series of questions. So that's the first thing. And then make a short list of who you think would be appropriate people who you know who could answer these questions. And then take time to put together a resume and set up a a time where you might speak to the person either by phone or in person about writing a recommendation for you. Give them an idea of what the timelines are, Give them an idea why it is that you're pursuing an MBA. That should all be done because it's managing this relationship and managing this project, and that's a good sign of. If you can't manage it, then we know that there's some problems. <laughs> there may be problems down the line in terms of your ability to do so. The biggest problem with recommenders is uh, recommendations is that oftentimes individuals like people who can't respond fully.
0: How would you recommend that person get a recommendation then in that situation where they? really feel like they don't have anybody.
3: Well, then, uh, then that person is it has shown us that they don't know how to manage relationships very well. Okay, <laughs> bottom line. That's the reality, is that most people have to begin to think early in their career that it's not just the salary, it is the mentorship, the training, the input, and the feedback that is making them better over time. And that's not just from their employer, but it's also from the things that they're involved in extracurricularly or in terms of community. And so there are people who can write your recommendation who have a deep knowledge of who you are, what it is that you have to offer, but it's only because you have allowed them to know you and to assist you and to watch you grow. Now, if you're in a, you know, if you're throwing it all together, you will have a thrown together application. And that's one of the downsides, and maybe that's not the year that you should apply. Maybe you should step back, give yourself another Another year to get it together.
0: Baldwin says, view the essays in your letters of recommendations as part of a project. The project entails research, writing, and maintaining relationships.
3: I don't think it is as difficult as one might think. There are usually 3,000 or more students who apply, and I think that students complicate it by making it seem more difficult. It's a fairly easy, straightforward process, and the number of applicants uh, is evident of that.
1: Support for MBA Podcaster comes from the MBA Admission Studio and their founder, Avi Gordon's book, MBA Admission Strategy. The book, MBA Admission Strategy, takes candidates step by step through the process of producing a successful MBA application with emphasis on profile building and essay development. It outlines a proven system for applicants to identify the competitive value in their profile and construct a compelling application platform from this. The book analyzes the key essay questions applicants face and shows them how to fit their profile message to them, how to know what to write, which essay to write it in, and how to write it well. It's a must-read for all applying for an MBA at a competitive school. MBA Studio is offering a free review of any 500-word MBA admissions essay as trial of service, or a free spot assessment of an MBA applicant's strengths, weaknesses, and admissions prospects to all MBA podcaster listeners. Email contact at mbastudio.net to get started.
0: For more information, advice, and to register for your weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. I'm Janet Nakano, and this is MBA Podcaster. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned next time when we discuss the top things you should be doing now to help you gain admittance next year.